There is life after infidelity. To the person who's been the victim, there's going to be a time in there where you are hurting beyond belief, numb, like someone died because your marriage just died. And you're not, you're not going to want to hear this kind of preaching because it's not going to sit well with you. And if you were the person who committed the offense, you're not going to want to hear this kind of preaching because it ain't sitting well with you. But you've got to hear this. You've got to hear this. If you're going to get healed, if you're going to get forgiveness, if you're going to forgive, you've got to hear this. You've got to get beyond the offense. You've got to get beyond the hurt. You've got to somehow get beyond the moment and say there's restoration out there. There's healing out there. And I'm going to find it somehow because if you don't, you're going to spend the rest of your life either beating somebody else up or beating yourself up. And you're never going to be whole again. That's why I say there is life after infidelity. The mercy of God. Psalm 51.1 The mercy of God. Have mercy on me, O God. Whenever you apply for mercy, you get it. Understand the mercy of God. Throw yourself on His mercy. He has promised to show you mercy. The mercy of God, Psalm 51.1. We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with a feeling. That's not Psalm 51. That's Hebrews 4.15. We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with a feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Jesus, get this, Jesus knows the hurt of infidelity. On the cross, He took all the hurt of infidelity on the cross. Do you believe that? So he understands. Okay. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help in our time of need. Boldly, grace, mercy. Boldly. At some point, I've got to quit listening to my feelings. At some point, I've got to quit listening to other people's criticisms at some point, I've got to believe the Word of God and get on with my life or I'm never going to be anything but beat down for the rest of my life. That's any sin. But the sin of infidelity has such a cancerous effect that it has to be almost eradicated out. It has to be surgically removed. Grace. What is grace? Somebody knows what grace is. Boldly, let's look at that word boldly here. Let us come boldly. It means this, come with confidence. Come walk right up to him. Remember the woman that was caught in the act of adultery and Jesus said unto her, he said, where are thine accusers? And she said, Lord, there are none. He said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. He said, go, don't do this sin no more. He didn't say, go, don't sin any sin. Don't do this sin anymore. Don't continue in this sin. You know what he said when he said to the rulers who were condemning her? He said, let he that is without sin cast the first stone. You know what that meant? Any one of you. See, see, in the law of Moses, when you brought an accusation, you had to be totally guiltless of that sin. You could not be connected in any way with that person's sin. He looked at those people who were accusing that woman. He said, any one of you that is not connected in any way with this woman's sin, you throw the first stone. And not one of them threw a stone. You know why? The Bible says they went out from the eldest to the least. I submit to you that Jesus read their hearts and he knew which ones of them had committed adultery with her. Yes, we must hold people accountable, but we are not to judge them and discard them and talk about them and treat them like second-class people. 